Okay, everyone, welcome along to another episode of Championship Drill with myself, with Phil, with Jerry, here with you, as always, looking back on the EFL Championship. You're good, guys. Did you enjoy the games over yeah. the weekend? Very good. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Uh, it seems ages ago, doesn't it, that the Sheffield Wednesday Derby game was on? So much has happened in the, in the last few days, sporting ways. Yeah, a lot of postponement. But, uh, it's mad, right? It's crazy. <laughs> It's, it's worrying, it's worrying as a as a sports fan. I'm worrying in case all sports are stopped. I understand why, obviously, but it's just nice to have something. On the the thing end. is, you can't stop it for two weeks. It has to be like if they're going to stop it, it'll be six weeks. Yeah, yeah, and uh, they, they'll never be able to make those games up with the Euros on oh, the summer. So oh, no, they're uh, they're going to have to have to think of something, or else they're just going to have to let teams and just decide. Look, we're going to get on with it. If, Games have to be postponed. Teams are going to be playing three times a week. Yeah. And they're able to do it again. So we'll we'll wait and see. We'll talk about there was three games called off yesterday. Yeah. Or over the weekend. Um three of them for very different reasons. So we'll, we'll get into that when we come along to them. So we'll wait and see. We'll wait and see. But first off, we're going to have a quick chat. And um, we did it before the transfer window kind of closed the last time, but now that it's open again, just quickly through a few players, um, and are being linked away from the championship, moving yeah. to the Premier League. And, uh, you know, next weekend we might do a bit of a transfer special on players coming in as well as going out. So we'll have a look ahead. So I'm just going to throw some names that I have here. We obviously have King from Bournemouth. Yeah. Um, not really getting in the team. Contracts up in the summer. Is somebody going to maybe try and make a, a move for him? West Brom. <laughs> <laughs> No, they really need like West Brom need he needs someone badly. Yeah. yeah, could you see him going there for you know six months even? Uh till his contract is up. Big Sam might be able to persuade him, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Oh Big Sam, Big Sam will get Diego Costa into West Brom, I'd say. <laughs> Big, Big Sam can talk to talk and walk to walk, but yeah, I think um King, King, wasn't he linked? I know he brought it up once or twice. He was linked to Manchester United at one stage. Yeah, and Spurs as well. Yeah. So, yeah, I'd say he'll end up in London. He'll probably go to Fulham or somewhere, maybe, you know? Yeah. 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 It, it'll be interesting to see what happens with him. Um, a player that then we come to a player that we probably couldn't believe is still in the championship. Um, and why no one took a gamble on him? And he's destroying teams every week. Is uh, Benita at Norwich, who oh, got yeah. a great goal as well yesterday. Like, he's been is, to a number like 16 goals in 16 games or something. Yeah, he's yeah. making it look way too easy in the championship. Yeah. Well, he and he's the being step. linked with the whole big clubs. Yeah, the step up last year was very hard for him, though. Yeah. It was, it was. I suppose his advantage in some ways is he's played in the Premier League before, so he knows what to, what to expect there, and maybe with a better team around him. If he goes to a team like United or Liverpool or Arsenal or, you know, a team like Chelsea, he'd be like a Diego Jada. Like, when Liverpool signed Jada, we all just said, you know, where did that come from? Like, we thought it would have been someone else. Jada's after going on to being a world success already. So, like, I think with a good team behind him, a player like that can Spurs. be on worldly. Spurs. Yeah, he's, he's very, very good after that. Jesus, Mourinho wouldn't go near him. I was just going to say it, Steve. <laughs> Poor Deli Ali is all about going up to the conference because Mourinho's after crushing them all together. But look, yeah, yeah, I think I think like like Ali's a great manager. I think um, Arteta, you know, the likes of Jurgen Club, good man managers. You know what I mean? Guys that actually, you know, they're concerned about the players. They know how to bring the best out of the players. I think if you went to a club like like yeah. as you say Chelsea or I'm not going to say Chelsea actually, lads, I'm wrong. United, <laughs> Arsenal, Liverpool, or even like uh, you know a club like say Leeds, he'd do very well. Very yeah. well, and I, I reckon yeah. Fulham, and I reckon you know some of the lower teams will go in for these lads. But then again, it's just all dumb to like. I think the likes of Norwich and um, Bournemouth, these are clubs that can probably keep the players if they come up. Yeah, yeah. I think they can because they look like they're going to go up. But again, I think for someone like Benita, it's going to be a top team that's going to come in for him. And yeah, he's quite young too. Like, like, I, yeah, some of them probably won't leave. And um, we come on then to a guy that we've talked about a lot. He got a 17th goal of the season yesterday. Is Armstrong at uh, Blackburn Rovers. Yeah. Um, is a team going to come in and try and take a chance on him? I think so. But I think Blackburn will keep him. I think... Until the summer. Yeah. He'll be there until the summer. Yeah. Him, him and Harvey Elliott, lads, have been incredible. I think Harvey Elliott's assisted seven or eight of his goals. 
Yeah. Um, there's a great combo. So, you know, Blackburn will do well to keep him because obviously Blackburn are outside the playoffs. But um, it's 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 interesting to see what will happen. I think Newcastle will definitely be shooting themselves that they let him go. Um, yeah. But yet again, you know, he might go back to Newcastle down the road. He, he might go to a bigger team. But these young championship players don't fare nothing anymore. I think the day of a championship player going into the Premier League and not striking the way they should, it's, it's done and dusted. Bamford is the perfect example. Like he was Yeah, it's just more championship players, especially in a young age. They just don't seem to be phased anymore. Like, like the whole... Your yeah. man yesterday, Ezzy, was very good, sir. Yeah, outstanding. <laughs> I, I don't know, is it a crowd thing? Yes, 60,000, 70,000 people at Old Trafford Anfield, you know, the Emirates would be off-putting. But look, they're hitting at the right time. And I think any young player, especially Armstrong or Ivan Tony, that would probably come up in the conversation, will be immense in the Premier League. These guys are um, future England internationals, definitely. Absolutely. And we come on then to a youngster, a young winger, really, in Elise. You know, um, he's been flying at the season as well. Yeah. And he's another one that's being linked with a move away to, to the likes of a Fulham or even an Aston Villa. Yeah. Um, can we see Olise staying where he is? Or? I, I love the way you said Aston Villa. I, I think Aston Villa have a massive appeal at the moment, lads. Yeah. They are a really good club. Lucky to stay up last season, and I'm glad they did because obviously Watford done some crazy, crazy stuff. But... With Jack Grealish there, if, if Grealish stays around Villa for a while, which I think he will, yeah, like all these young players, like you know, we talk about you know, Watkins, what he done against Liverpool, personally, that hurt me alone. But these guys, you know, what I mean, like Villa is an appealing club, you know, what I mean, Birmingham's a great city, great place. I know they're kind of just outside, but like it's, it's, yeah, I, I'd, as I said, I, I think Villa because they have funds will definitely be interested in one or two of these lads. and. Yeah. Can they poach them away from a club? It's it's interesting to see, but like it's football, money talks. You know what I mean? It's 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 crazy, Steve, as you know. How much is someone like him worth? Twenty yeah, million. I mean, he's nineteen. There's you know, um, you know, worth a bit of money, but it, it, they'll probably be on the cheaper side because of their age. Then you've got Aaron's at Norwich who turned down the chance to go to Barcelona, and now Link, uh, which Manchester looks like United. a wise move at the moment. Link with Manchester United. Do United need another one? I don't know. Maybe about the 700 full back they have at the club. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, they've took some gambles over the years, United. Um, some have paid off, some haven't paid off. But like, I think Arteta's setup at Arsenal is fantastic. Tierney's an absolute baller. Like, we've seen Tierney come from Celtic. Yeah. He's turned into an absolute worldly. Like, you know what I mean? It's, it's, you need, you need to go to a team. If I was an agent or if my, my son was a footballer, I wouldn't look at the name of the club. Like, I'd look at who was at the club. You know, how the developments go. And Arsenal have always been a, a masterclass at developing young players and especially scouting players. Wenger is probably the greatest ever for, for scouting players. And, you know, so I, I think I think we're on the brink of something special these next two seasons, lads. I think this season, the next season, we're going to see more championship players go out to the Premier League rather than the Premier League teams go to Spain, go to Germany and, and go up for players. I'm going to see the step up of championship players definitely in the next season or two. And it's going to be huge. We're going to see more and more go from the Championship to the Premier League. Yeah, yeah. And hopefully, because it'll be nice then for Championship clubs as well. Players can see that progression. It'll help them bring in better players too. Yeah. But can you honestly, all joking aside, can you see Aaron's Phil going to Man United? No. No? You United have, have another full-back on the way up, Eaton Laird. Yeah. Um, so why I don't I don't make it makes no sense it makes no sense whatsoever. A few quick ones here, then we'll go through them pretty quickly. De Silva, uh, Brentford always seem to lose players here and there. And I don't, not not right now. He won't go no. No, Sir, who was close to leaving. That's very possible. Very possible. Well, yet again, the rumor mills. He, he was. I was on Twitter two days ago, just checking the dance. The next thing, Sir popped up trending, four thousand odd tweets. Yeah. And yet again, Liverpool's the name he's mentioned with. You know what I mean? It's it's United Liverpool. I saw Crystal Palace. That'd be yeah. a great move. I, I, like all jokes aside, like you know, Liverpool. I love to see him at Liverpool, but all jokes aside, Crystal Palace are a great club. They always they always top half of that table. They, they were talking yesterday that Palace's average age is twenty nine. Yeah, yeah. They they need to bring in a few younger players. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um. Definitely. And um, what about Dale Fry, the centre-back? He's having a great, great season there in Middlesbrough. 
He's heavily linked um, with Brighton, lads. I've yep. seen Brighton actually want him. Apparently, Lewis Dunk was speaking about him there recently. Um, and apparently, Brighton are going to make a move for him. That's, that's what I'm reading on Twitter. Um, that'd be a good club for yeah. yeah, he'd be yeah. a big loss. But again, he's so experienced and so good at the back this season. Brighton yeah. would do well to get him, all right? Yeah. Um, Corona, who's having a very good season at Huddersfield. Yeah. I think he's see where he is. He'd be happy wherever he's on his field. Yeah. And I suppose the final one we look at for now, anyway, is Brooks at Bournemouth, who we've talked about a few times. Yeah, he's got another midfielder. A lot of teams looking for a midfielder would see him in the window. He's would got be able to get him out of there. Ah, I don't think right now. He's going to cost a lot of money in January yeah. if somebody yeah. wants him. Yeah. He'll be tempted, lads, I'm telling you. With Bournemouth doing so well, I think they can afford to let him go. I think he's the kind of player Arsenal needs. He is, but I'd say he's about fifth or sixth on their list of, of targets. I think <laughs> Benid is probably ahead of him in, in that way. But Brooks is so, so good. Yeah. Season that you wouldn't be surprised to see a top team come in for him. He's a player that will always score goals. I think he's the kind of player that will get eight, nine goals a season just because of his, his absolute worldies. He knows how to crack a ball. And he's assisted another 15. Yeah, yeah, he keeps everything moving. Mm. You know, yeah. he's that ability to speed up or slow down the game that teams need, and yeah, yeah. interesting, interesting. I think you go. go. I really do. Yeah. We'll have uh, we'll have a whole week of rumors and things before the FA Cup next week. So we'll uh, hopefully next week when we'll um, kind of have a bit of an old transfer special, we'll see a bit more. But I suppose we better yeah. crack on to the games. We'll start with Friday night's one. Yeah. Big win for Sheffield Wednesday in the, the battle of the caretaker managers. Yeah. Um, Rooney had yeah. only lost one in nine, while uh, Neil Thompson had won earlier in the week. So he makes it two wins from two after the, the 1 0 win. Callum yeah. Peterson yeah. with an awful goal to concede. It was so scrappy. There's a new lead. And, uh, There's no lead in the manager uh, for Sheffield Wednesday. Yeah. Torsten Fink. Torsten Fink, yeah. And a blast from the past that he is. Yeah. But he, um, yeah. Oh, but I mean, surely, Neil Thompson, two wins out of two. They're not going to have to change things really quickly. No. I think they'll leave it go for a few weeks. Yeah. I mean, Derby have lost, what, two of the last three games now? Yeah, but they were Kazim very Richard, unlucky. They were very unlucky. Kazim Richards hit the bar. There was a penalty that I still don't know how it wasn't given. Yeah. Yeah. But they slide back into the relegation zone and Wednesday now out of the relegation zone. But also, like, I think when we were talking about Wednesday at the start of the season, we said if around Christmas time, if they could get out of the relegation zone, yeah, is when they need to do it. And here we are, the first game into January, and they pulled their to the relegation zone, yeah. Um, which is to be fair, like, they're on their third manager of the season, and um, the 12 point deduction, you know, that's out of the way now. And if you Gave them back that 12 points, they'd be in 14th and only six points off the playoffs. Mm. So they're not having an awful season. No. Well, as you said, they're a big club, Steve. And I think, um, you know what I mean? We, we expected them to kind of go down and away, but like if, if they could stay up, oh, they'd, they'd be extremely happy, you know? I, I'm, I'm very worried about Wickham, but I do think they're going to turn that corner and, and hopefully stay up. Commentary obviously got a big win, which I know you'll come to, but like, yeah, I think Wednesday the whole Pulis team was mad. Huge publicity for the club. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you know, everyone's talking about it. Like, where the owner just came out and just said how it was. Like, yeah, it was, it was great. Like, and then, yeah, it's mad. It's great. To be pro- and for the owner to be proven right in some ways, and that they've won the two games since he's left. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but what about Derby slipping back into the relegation zone? Yeah, two I defeats in the last three. New players right now in January. Yeah, I mean, are they going to be able to get them unless the takeover happens? Because the, the current owners aren't going to want to spend money. Yeah, I think Rooney, lads, as you know, Phil, obviously being a United fan, I think Rooney has the pull power. Like he might go after Phil Jones there at United, and and, and you know, like get him on loan or something for six months. Yeah, I, I think he can do it, but I think the panic is really kicking in for Derby. I think they're like, shit, we are actually in big trouble here. Like we oh, can yeah. actually. Yeah. So, you know, it's all down to Rooney. Maybe the fact that Rooney's a legend that United, he could bring in, you know, I'm sure him and Ali have a great relationship where he could bring in two or three, maybe unknown, and then somehow stay up. I, I think if Derby stay up, lads, then next year there'll be a different story. But 
it's this season, it's the year of underdogs. And I think, um, you know what I mean? I, I didn't realise that Rooney was unbeaten there in a couple of games. I know we, we do a show every week, but I just had it in my head that they were losing constantly. And so I know there's a lot of draws. They've they draw, yeah. so many games. Yeah. yeah. So it's interesting. It's, it's as, as a football fan, it's, it's exciting to see what's going to happen at Derby. But um, yeah, I think Rooney really has to pull some, some known signings out the window. And I think, you know, Phil Jones there or someone like that would be a great signing. Um, like, I don't know what Phil Jones is up to. He's probably, no, like, I don't know, is he playing him with United, but... Yeah. Is that what he's doing Yeah, is it a case, though, of, like I, I, I said there earlier, that the new, unless the new owners come in before the window closes, the current owners aren't going to want to spend any money? That's it. Because yeah. they're selling the club, why would they? Yeah. That's, I don't think they're going to come in. I really don't. Like, if we're in the middle of a pandemic... Do you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's right. It's, on and on and on and on and on and on and on. It, it's the case of like, do I do I come in and take over the club now? And and there's no fans. Obviously, it's not the fans' fault, but there's no fans. They're probably taking a loss. You know what I mean? For for six months, and then obviously then they're banking on staying up. You just wonder. Obviously, the pandemic is it's the reason this is stalling. There's no doubt about it. Like the owners were keen yeah. to take over straight away. The new owners, but the pandemic's obviously delayed the whole thing. So. Yeah. Did, did they come in now and take a chance and go down and get ready to get it? Probably, you know, the value of the club goes down or did they come in and take a chance? That's the question, you know? And the thing is that they yeah. could end up like Sunderland where they get stuck and they can't get back up. Very yeah, easily, like. And it is, it is, like I said, so they, they need an answer, I think, one way or the other from the new owners. Are they going to come in or not? Because I don't think they're going to be able to sign someone unless they get an answer. Free no. chance for us. Yeah. yeah. Maybe, maybe. But again, are they going to want to commit to wages if they think they're going to be selling the club? Weren't they struggling to pay wages a few weeks back? Yeah, I mean, you know, so, you know, is it a case of the new owners are saying, look, we're, we're pretty sure it's going to happen. Here's kind of a loan of a, of a few quid to sort things out. Yeah. Um, which I'm not sure if that's allowed in the rules or not, but there you go. We'll, we'll find out. It's going to be interesting. See yeah. what happens to Derby in the transfer window, that's for well, sure. Whatever the huge win in general. Yeah, big win for Wednesday, really yeah. was. And yeah. um, move on then to two teams who were in bad form coming into this one: Birmingham Blackburn. Birmingham hadn't won in five. Blackburn had lost four in the last six, yeah. and it kind of turned in the space. I was down here a few minutes, but it was really a few seconds. Yeah. When Birmingham felt they should have had a penalty, Blackburn broke away. Harvey Elliott played in Armstrong, and Blackburn got the first goal. Yeah. Um, Birmingham made seven. Changes. Birmingham made seven changes from their four nil defeat. Crazy. Today. You know, they, they had to do something. Um, like Adam was telling us, wasn't he messaging us during the week when that game was going on, saying when there was a 4 0 down half time? Yeah. Exactly. Down yeah. Half-time, they took off four players at half time. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, things not going well there. We talked, didn't we, about Bradley Dack coming back after a year out for Blackburn. He got a great goal in stoppage time. So for yeah. them to have yeah. him as well now, to back up Armstrong. Yeah. You be great for well. to, to come back after that layoff and, and to. You know, come back into the squad and then obviously score that that late stop. It's it's, it's great mentally for him. He's going to be a huge player for them. Fact. I think they're going yeah. to do a late running and get in the playoffs. Well, if they they're do, back. they'll be dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're they're eleventh now. They're five points off the playoffs. Yeah. And Birmingham on the other side, like you were saying, Jerry, huge city, like the second biggest city in England. Yeah. You know, big, big, big support there, but they haven't won in six, and they're only four points above the relegation zone. Yeah, you know they have one shot. I think on target in the whole game. Yeah, they're like defensively, lads. They're fantastic. I don't know if they lost, but like defensively, they're very strong. Um, do you know what I mean? They, they've had a lot of draws, a lot of nil alls. Um, you know, good for an accumulator if you want to do a draw. But like it's um, yeah, I just think if they had that firepower up front, like they'd, they'd be um, they'd definitely be secure. You know, but it's just a shame to see it. Yet again, the pandemic taking its role. Obviously, clubs are a bit hesitant to buy players and stuff. This should be a big enough club to take in some players alone, though. You know, like if I was a player, you know, finding a hair to play in the Premier League, a move to Birmingham would be um that'd be a good move in my eyes. You know, it's um great city as you say. You know what I mean? There's, it's 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 in the middle, and I think if um if they can get one or two players that can create a spark, they might stay up. But I am concerned for Birmingham at the moment, lads. I really yeah. am. Um, and I hate saying it because like, I, I absolutely love the city, the club. Um, so I just hope they can get that spark. 
but they're just looking very flat at the moment, lads. And yeah. when you're flat for half the season, it's not good. It's, yeah, they're in trouble, all right. Yeah, it's not good. Like, like we well, could I think they can turn the corner because there's a bit of a spark in games, but Birmingham, it's just flat. And it's um, it's they don't they don't have any game changers, or they don't have anyone that can kind of force it. They don't, and that's the thing. Like you know what I mean? It's 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 if you look at the squad and you look at the bench, you're like, shit. Do you know what I mean? It's 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 there's nothing there. There's no spark. Now, if they can pull off a great signing, you know, if if they, if they can get someone in a loan, then there could be a spark. But no, like that team on paper, lads, it's it's yeah, it's not encouraging, and I I really worry for Birmingham. I really do. Yeah, Elliot again was brilliant for the match day and Armstrong. And Elliot, I suppose, gives Liverpool now a bit of a problem when he comes back in terms of what do they do with him? Premier yeah. League team, I'd say, are known. Yeah, <laughs> I, I see that. That's it's it's, it's going to give Jorgen a, a huge dilemma. Like that Liverpool team is so strong. There's players in that team that would probably play in a top six team that can't break into that Liverpool team. Mm-hmm. I, I think, hell, like, if, if Fulham stay up next season, I think he'll go back to Fulham alone again. But like Elliot's an absolute worldly. I think he's got eight or nine assists already this season. Like he's got f- five, six goals. Yeah. Like he's just a, a live wire. Any any club that has him um will benefit massively. And he's made Armstrong look like an absolute baller. Like, you know what I mean? You hear partnerships and stuff, lads. It's he's made Armstrong look like an absolute baller. Like Elliot's only 18, by the way. You know, it's this guy's got a, a huge career ahead of him. Like yeah, and I suppose Blackburn, lucky to have him this season. And like you said, with Armstrong, playing Armstrong through. And Armstrong's one of those forwards, like yesterday when he went clean through for the goal, you just knew he was going in. You knew he wasn't going to miss it. Yeah, he's just got swagger. And I'd love to know how Blackburn actually got him. I'd love to, you know, if there was an Amazon and Netflix show to see yeah. how Blackburn got him. Because obviously there was a lot of, I know Fulham were actually in for him, apparently. Fulham wanted him back in the Premier League. Yeah. And apparently yeah. there was a bit of, it was, it was close, but... Supposedly, he opted. I don't know if he's from there, Blackburn or whatever, lads, but like, absolute baller. Like, and he's an absolute spark for such a small, light guy. He just looks so strong on the ball, like, and he can do anything. Like, yeah, he is so, so good. We move on then to the first game that was called off Brentford, Bristol City. Um, the official reason was other, even though it was down to COVID, but it was down to COVID in a very weird way. In that, what happened was there was a three or four Bristol City players were had symptoms of the virus. Yeah. Yeah. None of them tested positive. So they had their test. But Friday being a bank holiday, New Year's Day, the labs weren't open. So they didn't get their test results back in time for the game to go ahead. Mm-hmm. So that one falls victim of the virus in a kind of a, a roundabout way. Yeah. yeah. So it'll be interesting to see if uh, Bristol's next game goes ahead or not. Um, it depends on the results whenever they do come back, I suppose, of the players. Move on then to Huddersfield and Reading. A big away win for Reading because Huddersfield were looking for their sixth straight win at home. Yeah. yeah. Very, very good at home. Fifth game in a row, the Reading named an unchanged side. Encouraging. Yeah. You know? Um, Schofield on goal for Huddersfield was unbelievable. Like, Aluko, Holmes, you know, Swift had a great chance. Free kick hit the top of the net. But uh, Huddersfield, through Fraser Campbell, went one up and uh, one nil up at half time, and then Joe, you know, just took over in second half. As he's been so good for Reading this season, hasn't he? Yeah. He got two yeah. goals, you know, seven minutes after the break, he got one, and then Elise, who we talked about earlier, great pass through to him. Joe finished it off. Yeah. You know, and Ben's had a few chances for Huddersfield, but they dropped down to fifteenth in table now. Reading move up to fifth. Yeah. And um, I don't know I was so impressed with Reading yesterday. I watched yeah. like a lot of extended highlights of this game, and they, I think it's the best they've played all year. Probably yeah. not the best result they've had all year, but yeah, Highly they look so passion. strong at the back. Just everything about them was brilliant yesterday. Yeah, they were very, very good. Joe was exceptional. Yeah, they've done well. They've, I think they, they, like they've proved a lot of critics wrong. A lot of people writing them off for the second half of the season, but they've started strong, lads. You know what I mean? It's, it's, they, yeah. they'll, they'll be thereabouts definitely. I mean, we are, what, 23 games and we are halfway through the season for most teams. I know some of games to make up that were called off, but the majority of teams have played 23 games this season, which is exactly halfway through. And Reading are in fifth, so they're not there, you know, by fluke. They're a good team and they'll be hoping that they're not that one team, like Phil, you were saying earlier, you 
there's always this one team and you fancy Blackburn to make this late push, which yeah. means some team always drops out. Yeah. yeah. And was it Cardiff last season where the team yeah. that yeah. dropped out on the last day? So, or uh, Forest, was it? Sorry. Forest. Yeah. Yeah. That was a crazy result in that game. Yeah, yeah. But, um, so yeah, Red Eagle will be hoping they're not the team to miss out, I suppose. Yeah. Um, very good win for them. Great win, yeah. And then we had the Luton QPR game, which was called off due to positive cases of COVID. Yeah. Um, so not much can be said about that one. And then Millwall against Coventry. Uh, I think Jerry mentioned it earlier. Big, big win for Coventry. It was Coventry. Um, but, as well. Yeah. Yeah. Trill. Absolutely true for Coventry, lads. Yeah. Trill. The first goal was like, was so funny. Yeah. It was, it was, it was. Do you want to take us through that one, Phil? Oh, so basically, he got into the box, hit the post, and it came back. Who, who was the defender? Um, was it Cooper? Yeah, it kind of hit the post, yeah. and then it kind of hit off his knee and went back. And went in. Yeah, it, was, it was one of those crazy old goals where he could do nothing about it. Yeah. Um, yeah, Shipley hit the post for Coventry. Um, but Millwall, really, really struggling. Coventry move ahead of them down the table, I think. Yeah. Yes. Millwall have won one game, is it, all season at home? Yeah, they're really, really, really struggling. Um, I suppose on the downside for Coventry is Garden, who's only just back from a month out or whatever it was, had to limp off after 15 minutes. Mm. So they could be missing him again, and they rely so heavily on him to score goals. Um, crazy, crazy. So you had that crazy own goal, and then um, Hammer had a free kick that hit the wall, came back to him, he hit the shot, and it deflected in. Yeah. And then Millwall, Troy Paris, who came on at half time, was fouled and um, they tucked away penalty Jed Wallace with that one and finished 2 1 to Coventry. Um, no, Millwall didn't look like scoring. No. And then I just want to ask you about this the Millwall manager, who must be under pressure now after the game, this is what he said. He said, The last 14 or 15 games, we've not been good enough. It's not acceptable. We've had eight players with COVID 19 the last two weeks and five of them started today. I don't know what effect uh, of that is, but certainly we looked a bit off the pace physically. It certainly wasn't the only factor, though. It was a poor performance today. We deserved to lose by more. Yeah, he's he's gone. I like, I like you know, but like at the end of the day, that man's got out with his with his sword held high. Like you know, at the end of the day, as a manager, he's doing whatever he's can. Like when he's assistant coach, you know, with the coaches, they're a big club, like, and he's doing whatever he can to get the best out of these players. And they're not performing. It's simple as like they're a good club, a club that should be easily in the top eight every season. But like, you know what I mean? Yet again, I mean, it's, it's one of them things you look back at the whole COVID pandemic. Their fans, lads, are mental. Like they're like I don't mean that in a weird way. I mean their fans are just they're proper on their back each time. Like like imagine being a Minwall goalkeeper and and you you have the boys behind you. Like you know what I mean? It's 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 a, it's it's hard to explain. But like I, first of all, I'm delighted for commentary because. I relate back to a story back in the late 90s where I was down in the Metropole and I met the, the Lord Mayor of Coventry, the late Dave, Dave Mack brought me in and he was telling me about Robbie Keane and I know they have so much history and stuff. Coventry had played sexy football pretty much for the first half last season. They were fairly unlucky with results. Um, Millwall just cannot keep going the way they're going. Will the manager get sacked for saying such a thing? I don't think so. I, I personally think he's dead right in saying that because... If I was a player and I had somewhat a small bit of fair for that manager and he said something like that, it's the right kick up the arse you need, you know what I mean? It's it's no secret, lads, that they are struggling. We, so, we were talking about them, we were talking about them as playoffs. They'll win, watch out, they'll, they'll, they'll win the next game 3 0, watch out 4 0, and oh the manager is right, like and should have back in the boom. But look, he's dead right to say that. I don't think any manager should be sacked. He's critical. Did they get in the FA Cup? No, sure who they're playing. I didn't look too far ahead to the draw, but yeah, he'll probably be delighted to have a couple of weeks to work with the players because they've been very poor. Yeah, it's he's dead right to say it, lads. There's no, it's it's. Yeah. I don't see nothing wrong with saying that. Like he, Forgie's done it. Like the greatest managers in the world. He's not really criticizing the players. Yeah. He's criticizing if, the team. You know if they I mean? don't yeah. win this next game, he will get sacked because they're playing Barnwood. Yeah. yeah, well, there you go, and um. I suppose, well, they will have Murray Wallace back for that because it's suspension, I don't think, counts in the FA Cup, but yeah, he was sent off later on as well. 
if the kind of game that Troy Parra can get a hat trick and, and kick him on, like you know what I mean? That's right. If I was Troy Parra, I'd be looking at that game and saying, Do you know what? This is a game, this is FA Cup, this is a team we could probably bang in a hat trick. But they're away as well, they, they probably don't like that. Use it to your advantage, do you know what I mean? But no, I, I think he's dead right to say what he said. Will he get the sack? I don't know. He shouldn't get the sack, but look, give him a couple more games and he'll turn around. But that's it. It's, it's will they give him the, the couple more games? And like you said, like I said, Phil, they've got a team they should be beating in the cup next week. And like Jerry said, maybe that could be the game to get Troy Parrott scoring a few goals and a bit of confidence into him because they need somebody scoring goals. If I was Troy Parrott, they might be licking my lips. Being, being, yeah. a, being an Irish man and, and, and knowing what the FA Cup is, I would be licking my lips. Yeah. I'd be shining the boots, shining the, the shin pads, and I'd be saying to myself, right, now is the time to bang the hat trick and then kick on. I think they're going to lose, by the way, to Bournemouth. Yeah, you <laughs> think they lose. <laughs> Bold predictions, Mystic Phil. Put your money keep on that, it. Keep that for Twitter. That'll be a 30 second piece for Twitter next week. <laughs> um, Move on quickly there. So Norwich against Barnsley, 1-0 Norwich. It's kind of becoming that type of a season for Norwich. Norwich, Norwich even... were very unlucky in this game. Yeah. They, they were. They were. Like I mean, four or five. Yeah, I mean, the keeper did very well, didn't he? Um, yeah. Walton, was it on goal for Barnsley? They were, lucky. they were lucky too because Barnsley should have scored in the opening two minutes. Yeah. Yeah, how did he miss that chance? I <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I I put here in the notes, I put that he was about, um, it was Luke Thomas. Yeah. Um, hit the bar from uh, 12 yards out. And I think I'm being generous when I say that he was about 12 yards out because he looked a lot closer when I he watched looked like he was just outside the six-yard box. <laughs> yeah. I think I was being generous to him when I said he was about 12 yards out. He, he was about seven or eight yards out. Yeah. How he missed it, I'd say he still doesn't know. Yeah. Um. Wow. And after that, it kind of woke Norwich up. And like you said, Pookie, Cantwell, Sorensen all had great chances. And yeah. then a hell of a goal from Beneda. Yeah. I'm Took it first time on the volley and the ball coming over his shoulder. Great that goal by Tony a few weeks back. It was very similar. He just kept his eye on it the whole way and he was able to take it first time. Yeah. At first, winning three for Norwich, four points clear to top now. Um, you know, Barnsley were the farm team, I suppose, coming in, they'd won five of the last six, but they were hit by, and this is where the COVID thing comes in a little bit strangely. Their captain Moat had tested positive, so he was out. Yeah. Then you had their backup goalkeeper, Collins, okay, who wouldn't have played anyway. So you had Connor Chaplin and George Miller also had to go into self-isolation. Yeah. So where does it become a case of, you know, a game can be called off for a team? Because Apparently, were down four squad players, including their captain. Game should have been called. Game went ahead. Yeah. yeah. I'd say Barnsley you know? made call that. I, I personally reckon that Barnsley probably were asked that they want to call off the game. But they said no. I, the way it usually asks is you can apply to the league for a game to be postponed and you give them your reasons. And like you yeah. said, I think Barnsley just said, look, we'll just get on with it. Because, like you said, some of the players missing, like the backup goalkeeper wasn't going to be playing anyway. Um, you know, Barnsley did well in this game. Like they didn't give up. They tried their best. They didn't really create a lot. Um, your buddy Tim Kroll was back in goal for Norwich. Um, oh. And uh, I know Norwich deserved a victory, like you said, Phil. They could have won this by four well, or five. Yeah, the great chance that was cleared off the line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was Pookie should have probably had a hat trick yesterday, but he ended up with none. Yeah. But they're they're a well-run club, Stephen Phil. Like, I think the whole scene there over the last few days has been a lot of contracts signed again. So Adam Oida signed a new contract. Good, good yeah. spirits within the squad. You know what I mean? They, they really look like they're building towards something. And if they get back to the Premier League, yeah. it could be like. I mean, they're four. They're four points clear to top now. And okay, Bournemouth and Brentford both have a game in hand. But even if they were to win those games in hand, Norwich would still have a three-point lead at the top. They're playing Jerry's. So, I mean, they're going to be delighted with their. They're playing being the FA Cup. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I I don't know. I fancy Norwich to be there. Oh, Norwich, the Norwich team. We move on so to uh, another disappointing day for Preston and their up and down season. Um, huge win for Nottingham Forest though. Uh, but just to talk about the goal in this one, I'm going to say what uh, what the Preston manager said after it. He was talking about the ref and he wasn't very shy about it. He says we get a dubious penalty, which we'll talk about in a second. Is it a clear penalty? I wouldn't say so, but I can understand them potentially giving it. But I think the disappointing thing is what happens in the next bit because the next bit decides the game. He had two touches. I've seen it back. 
it goes to hit it with his right foot and the ball actually loops into the net. The only way it can do that is if it hits something. For the referee to miss it is unforgivable. It's a penalty, it's a dead ball, there's not a lot to take account of. Yeah, like Preston were actually good yesterday. Yeah. I think was it Barkhausen hit the bar, they had a couple of other good, good chances. The penalty decision was scandalous as well. There's no way the referee could have seen a handball in that. Oh. The player was on the ground. And the linesman couldn't see it because he was blocked. Yeah, yeah there's no way the linesman could see it. You, you can't blame the linesman for that one because he's on the other side of the pitch and there's hundreds, well, not hundreds. But it's almost like, like two the players like, they'd give us a penalty and they just said, yeah, all right. Yeah, it was crazy. It was crazy. And also, I think Cafu, who's the guy that poked the ball towards goal yeah. and it was given as a penalty, I think he was offside. Yeah, I don't know. He was actually. coming back from an offside spot when he got the ball. Yeah, yeah you're right there, actually. That's why I love the championship. <laughs> but, uh, Alex Neal sounds like a manager that's been winning winning games non-stop the last two or three seasons. He's after racking up two or three, two, two or three wins in a row. I know we know we talk, but no, I, I suppose he's right in a way, you know. Um, like, uh, so, do you think it was a penalty? You don't, obviously. I don't, no. No, <laughs> no not for me either. No, not for me. But again, it's, it's like I suppose Neil is right. Those they are given every now and then. Those ones. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing the player could have done. It was blasted at him, and he was on the ground. That's it. Um, well, yeah. Did he touch the ball twice? No. Neil I says he, he's looked back at it, and he is in absolutely no doubt. I've seen it about seven or eight times, and I still. 100% couldn't say he's hit that ball twice. Yeah, it's hard to see. It's hard to tell. Because I know he says it loops up, but it doesn't loop up that high. No. Well, he does slip, though, when he's taking it. He does slip when he's taking it, and usually when that happens, you kick the ball off the foot that goes. Yeah. And we've seen it a few times this season um, happen. But already and be disallowed. I, I mean, say he Chris, must be saying this, the, the luck we've gotten because they never get luck. No, and a huge win for Forrest because yeah, they really needed a win. Huge. We were on about it recently that he could actually be sacked. Yeah, yeah. He could be. Um, Chris, crazy to think yeah. of, but they haven't been yeah. good since he's come there. I'd be shocked if he got sacked, lads. You know, how many games has he done out? Like, is he... He's there, he'll be about 15, I think. Yeah, I mean, they haven't really gone up the table. You know, a few places since he's been there, but not many. Well, it could be the same thing what Jerry always says. Next season, they could be in the playoffs. They could yeah. be. They could be. I mean, they had a great chance early on the game. Knockout again from, I you know, we'll be generous to him as well and say he was about 10 yards out when he blasted it over the bar. Yeah. yeah. Um, Preston had the first shot on target, which came 43 minutes into the match. When yeah. uh, Johnson hit the ball, not a great effort, really, to be fair. Easily saved by Samba in the far goal, but like you said, Preston were good yesterday. They had good chances. They just didn't take them, and they ended up losing the game. And they are just one of those teams. They're just like you said. You always say it's Phil. They could go on a run of wins, like win seven, eight in a row, yeah. which they were kind of in the middle of doing. And then they could also turn around then and lose the next four. Yeah, yeah. that's it. It must be maddening to be a Preston fan. It really must. A lot of a lot of Preston fans in Cork. Yeah. It must be absolute. It must do your head in week in week out. Yeah, it's um as you said, they're they're such a good club, like. But I think um, I think the whole fact that they've lost so many games at home this season's a bit mad, you know. It's uh, they've yeah. won more away than home. Um, Alex Neal's a fellow on a, on a tread line, like he's he's somehow hung in there, like, and he might just he might just stay there, like. But yeah, I don't know. I think it's a, it's a harsh result, obviously, but um. No, I'm, I'm delighted for Uton because um, I like him and um, I, I think this could be the steps for something for Forrest now, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. hopefully. Hopefully. It'd be nice to see Uton do and Forrest as well. Huge, huge big club like with good Irish connections always there as well. Yeah. Um, Rotherham and Cardiff then was postponed due to the weather and <laughs> snow and um, a good old-fashioned reason for a game to be called off. Was it really bad snow, was it? The snow was bad, but also Rotherham's pitch wouldn't exactly be Premier League standards. He's, uh, Rock Mount would have a better pitch. Yeah. So Rotherham had games called off because of COVID, now one off because of the weather. I mean, they have three games in hand over most teams down near the bottom with them. They're second from bottom at the moment. 
I mean, if things keep going the way they're going for Rotherham, they're going to be playing every seven every game like five, six times a week by the end of the season. Yeah, Once well, it Rotherham must be nearly a month since they've played a match. Yeah, they've got it worse in the championship. But look, they have a few players injured that might be back. I know they'll have three or four games to play a week, you know, which is yeah. championship yeah. anyway. But like, um, yeah, it'll be interesting. I think they, they, they have some good performances, but like, as you say, I just hope like the. We're going to see a lot more games postponed, which is going to be really frustrating. Yet again, yeah. we can't do nothing about it because obviously COVID's here and stuff. And it's, it's exactly, exactly. It's, it's kind of a novelty to see a game called off because of the weather. Yeah. Hasn't happened in a while. Yeah, I know. We move on then to a, you know, a very good first half in this game anyway, Swansea and Watford. Good yeah. win for Swansea. Um, cleverly, good goal for Watford. Gave him the lead. Swansea then just took over, really. Um, Corey Smith... You know, set up both goals. Um, Lowe got the first just before half time, and then a great cross from Smith in the second half. And uh, Swansea ended up winning it 2 1. Watford, I wouldn't say they created much. I don't know if you got to see much of this, but yeah, I didn't yeah. see two chances for them. Deeney had one that he kind of volleyed over. It was kind of a half chance, really. Um, or you probably should have had a goal. Yeah. Um, except for Ben Foster and goal did really, really well. What was wrong, what was wrong with that uh, goal that came in with a cross? Because I saw nothing wrong with it. The one... Yeah, it was it was given off. Was it for a push or something like that? Yeah. I, I it was very, very dubious anyway. Yeah, I couldn't see anything. I so, thought Jamal Law was outstanding again. He was very good again. Two goals again. Corey Smith sent setting up both of the goals as well. A nice partnership forming there from two of them. Um, Nunez won his first match. Huh? Swansea are tired now. Yeah, they're flying it. They're up. Um, you know, they 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 really are. I think they move up. Uh, are they in third or in second? Third, I think. Uh, Maybe they're, they're third second because Brentford didn't play. That's it. Brentford, Bournemouth didn't play, or Bournemouth still have a game in hand rather. So they're actually up into second. Um, although they will drop below both Brentford and Bournemouth if they win their game in hand. Um. Watford uh, manager Munoz won his first game, lost this. He's probably going to be sacked now before the end of the month. <laughs> um, Watford down to sixth, and Swansea like to set up into second. Um, Watford played Manchester United next week. Yeah, so he'll lose that. He'll get the sack. They'll bring in another manager. Normally, I'd say an easy game for Watford, but United are playing well, Phil. I have to give credit where it's due, my friend. They're, they're doing well, aren't they? And uh, Yeah. But yeah, Watford, uh, yeah, it's not working. They're getting better the more you're giving out about them. Yeah, I know how to stop. The more you make fun of them, the better they get. Yeah. Um, What's your Watford, lads? Do you reckon obviously there's um, obviously change of manager and stuff two games in? You know, I'd say the players are afraid to bond with the managers because they're out the door after a couple of weeks. Yeah. They're in for a happy meeting. I got in the following week. Yeah. What did you make actually of Troy Deeney's comment? Um, when he was being linked with maybe taking over the job before Munoz came in, and Dini said, why would I take the job when I'm probably going to be sacked in six months? <laughs> like, he's the captain of the club. He shouldn't really be saying things like that, should he? Well, it's, it's encouraging because I, I, I personally thought maybe one of the reasons the manager went was because of Troy Dini, but the fact he said that makes me think maybe he, he had no involvement whatsoever. Maybe he's trying to cover his own tracks. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's... It's, it's uh, the captain of the club. Like you shouldn't really be. I wouldn't see John. Yeah, you shouldn't, really, yeah, you shouldn't really be having to go with the owners, really. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, maybe maybe he is. Maybe the <laughs> fact they went down, maybe he's still bitter about Nigel Pearson getting the sack and we should yeah. still be in the Premier League. And, you know, yeah. you just don't know. Like, but it's, it's just something fishy at Wofford, lads. There yeah. really is. Yeah. I think they're good enough to go back up. But, Jesus, they're down to sixth. Panic might set in. Yeah, get hammered at Old Trafford the next week. Get hammered at Old Trafford, lose the next two matches, sack the manager, bring someone else in. What's his name? Who's been there about seven times? John Coffey. <laughs> even even John Coffey wouldn't take that. Pulis might take it. That's he might. Pulis likes the old five week five week managerial career. Like. That's it. That's it. Big Sam is already at West Brom, so they can't get him in. I know, yeah. I'd say he's making some changes around West Brom, lads. Well, I thought Swansea, though, in general, they were very good yesterday. Ah, they yeah. were brilliant. When they went to goal down, they were able to turn it on again. I saw someone say that it was their best performance of the season. Yeah. They were they were very, very good. And like you said, Lowe is starting to chip in with goals. 
Yeah. Every week he seems to be scoring now. And Ayu as well is still there and he's scoring goals as well. He should have scored yesterday. I mean, Foster did make some great saves in that one. Yeah. It says a lot about Ayu, lads, that he's um, obviously there's been a lot of teams in for him. He's a player that'll always attract big clubs, but like um, the fact he's stayed up in Swansea, like obviously he's happy with the family and stuff and it's not just all about the money. Like obviously he's on a good way to Swansea, you know, but there's a bit of passion there in him, I think, which is great to see. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. We'll move on then to uh, the mighty Wickham and sadly they weren't too great yesterday, losing 3-1 at home. Um, it was kind of the first goal, Wickham took the lead after three minutes, yeah. you know, yeah, with the goal. It was a great goal, but uh, goal, yeah. I can't remember who it was, but one of their players was standing on the edge of the box and the ball went in and went in back and he didn't react at all. It was like he was as shocked as anybody that the ball went into the net. Yeah. Uh, it took him a few seconds to react. But Wickham, good win midweek over Cardiff. So, you know, they were on a bit of a high. And I don't know, Borough just looked, after they went to go down, they just looked so, so good yesterday Yeah, as well. Yeah. Brown, Tavernier, 2-1 up at halftime. And then Akpom with a goal nine minutes from time. But Wickham, second half, gave it a bit of a go. They hit the bar twice. Yeah. It was, um, one of, it was actually one of the rare occasions where the manager said we just weren't good enough. Yeah, and Borough were very good. And to be fair... Like they have the most experienced manager in the league yeah. who's done it before and he just knows how to set up a team to win in this division. But Phil, the way you said that definitely was beautiful the way he said we weren't good enough. Like it's probably one of them one of them games where they actually were very good. So mentally he's put a little a little thing into their minds like that. Geez, we've been trashed there most weeks and he's saying we're we're good and we're gonna give it a go. But yeah. he actually played half decent and then he's saying, Look, we weren't good enough. It's actually He's playing psychological games there. I think that's, that sounds quite interesting. He's doing that. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Neil Warnock is trending all the time now for all these old Sheffield United games and these derby games where yeah. you see Warnock on a touchline giving it the jig and the wig. And, yeah. But yeah, Borough lads have really got going, haven't they? I think they're fantastic. They're flying yeah. it. They're up. Look at them playing in the FA Cup. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're third, three wins now in four games for Borough. They're just outside the playoff places. Yeah. yeah. I'd like you to know, see Neil Warnock get one last run in the Premier League. Yeah. It would be nice. It would be nice. I mean, he's managed over a thousand games now at this stage, obviously. We were talking about his thousand game a couple of months back. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Wickham, they just they, they like you said, they're going to turn the corner. They need to start doing it fast. They're starting to lose touch. Yeah. yeah. I still um, think they'll do it though. And I know that's not that's not just over my yeah. love for Wickham, but I think they can do it. Like I think Coventry and Wickham are two teams are really wanted to stay up. I think Wickham can do it. I really do. Yeah, yeah. They don't. They don't have, I suppose, what a lot of teams have in the division, and they don't have that goal scorer. That's, That's it. just going to score for them. You know, it's it seems hard work for them to score a goal, but they they you know they entertain and they're enjoying it. The, the division is better for having a minute because they're always entertaining. Yeah. yeah. And the manager is great. I mean, who doesn't love the manager? It's true. No, maybe mm-hmm. though, like you said, in the last show, Phil, maybe they need to put him back in hospital because that's the thing to be when they win the matches. Virtual yeah. manager. <laughs> um, on to kind of the last game of uh, the day. So yesterday evening, Bournemouth did play one of their two games in hand and a good away win. Very uh, Stanislav with the goal and with Stoke. Stoke were without uh, Campbell, who was injured, and then Stephen Fletcher went off injured early on. So that was probably... Awful game. It was really bad. It was cold. The weather wasn't good either. It was cold. It was snowing. There was awful fog midweek in the Stoke game. A yeah. little few patches here and there in this one. Not too bad, but the snow, the cold. It was just horrible, horrible, horrible conditions. Yeah. Um, Bournemouth must be delighted with themselves. Because this had draw written all over it. Yeah, it did. And, and it was that kind of a game until, you know, Stanislas got the goal. Um, Solanke had a great chance as well, where he was put through keepers rushing out. He lobbed the keeper and it just clipped the top of the bar and went over. Um, but other than that, it was kind of played in the midfield. You know, Nicky Powell was very good for Stoke yesterday. Um, but Ovi McKell and Klukas have both been out injured. But, you know, after the game, O'Neill said they're on their way back, that they should be back hopefully next weekend. And if not, certainly by the next league game. So, you know, Stoke have that to look forward to. And Oh. They're two points off the playoffs. They're just below Middlesbrough in eighth place. You know, they're they're having a good season stoke and get the two lads back, they should be fine. Yeah. 
Um, and Stoke, I suppose, when you're talking about managers going and you're talking about Millwall there, Millwall have a few games in hand, obviously. Do, the yeah. start of the season, Stoke were awful. And there was people talking about, you know, getting rid of O'Neill. Yeah. Then they went on that mad run of form, like you're saying, Jerry, that Millwall could possibly do. And now look at them, they're two points off the playoffs. And Yeah, it's um, there was a lot of teams up on the internet about O'Neill and the fact that he took over the club and they were, they were really in a bad way. And then obviously they're, they're kind of up the ladder stage at the top. Like, it's not fair from the top, you know, like they're, they're kind of just up to the top six. But he's done a great job, like, and I think obviously they're growing the results. Like, you know what I mean? To lose a game 1-0 is it's tough, but... um. Yeah, I think Stoke will be there about like, and they haven't really brought in that many players, you know, which is interesting. I think if O'Neill had um, you know, if he had funds and um the backing of the club, like which I think he does in the end, you know, it's it's he'll he'll bring in some good players. He's he's a witty manager, like, and he knows he knows a lot of leagues quite well. So I think if Stoke can finish in that top six, they will be very dangerous in them in okay, the playoff. Yeah, they're just a team that, you know what I mean? They they do kind of belong in the Premier League, if you ask me, you know. Absolutely. I mean, they've they've just they've just been really, really good this season, and yeah. they they've just like you said, Bournemouth will be delighted with the win because it was nil nil written all over it. Yeah, but yeah. Bournemouth are flying it as well this season, so they're great. Yeah, they're not going to be playing Bournemouth every week either. Stoke, so no. I thought they were in trouble. I thought with Eddie Howe left, I thought they were in big trouble. But they assigned a good manager, and there's there's good yeah. youth there in, in the whole club itself. You know what I mean? It's it's there's good it leaders. There, I think. Yeah, there is a good attitude of the players too that got relegated to say, look, not feel sorry for ourselves and just, yeah. you know, we deserve to be in the Premier League. We're gonna, we're gonna do that. We're gonna get ourselves back there. That's it. And yeah. all three teams that have gone down really have been, you know, great attitude. None of them feeling sorry for themselves. Yeah. So I suppose we won't be looking ahead to games because it's just the FA Cup next week, and we will report on the FA Cup in in some way, shape, or form anyway, and see how if there's any shocks pulled off by the Championship sides. Yeah. Uh, but your best goal of the weekend? I think Bondia. Yeah, Bondia. Yeah. I'd have to agree with that. There were a few good ones. A special mention for Joe's second one. Yeah. I mean, th- there were some good ones, but the technique on that was something else. Yeah. And the player of the week? Uh, Joe, I'd say. Joe, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Low at Swansea for me, I think. He was very good. Uh, yeah. Joe was good. I'm going to say Low as well. Low was in the back yeah. of the moment. I mean, there was- Great performances in a lot of teams. I mean, you know, Harvey Elliott was great again yesterday as well. Um, your team of the week, you know? Uh, Middlesbrough, maybe. Middlesbrough, I think. Oh, yeah, that's Reading. Yeah, sure. oh, that's Reading. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think I'd agree with your second one there. I think Reading. I think that was a big, big win for Reading because they were against a team that don't lose at home, basically, a lot of times, you know, so good win for them. And your shock of the week? Probably Preston losing the Forest. Preston lose the Forest, a game being called off for non-COVID reasons. Yeah, Coventry, Coventry win. <laughs> Coventry win, yeah, but I think I think Forest beating Preston, just the form both teams were in. You didn't see that one coming. Yeah. Good stuff, guys. So we will leave it there and we will uh, be back again next weekend when we will be uh, having a bit of a transfer special and we'll just recap some of the FA Cup games that have happened and we're recording. And Millwall's yeah, elimination. And Millwall's Yeah. And uh, yeah, we'll be back. Watford will hopefully still have the same manager when we're back next week. <laughs> Cheers. Thanks, right, guys. Good luck, guys.